Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Oh, bless you, Holy Father. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name. Hallelujah. Shout unto God. Hallelujah. With a voice of praise. With a voice of crying. Hallelujah. With a voice of gladness. Hallelujah. For he is our redeemer. Hallelujah. Praise you, King Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
plenty of potassium in my system. Boy, my calves sure do be cramping. Y'all don't think I'm, y'all see me standing up, that's because I'm trying to get this cramp out of my foot, which shouldn't be watching me anyway, so. You get some young, young, young boys to start beating on them drums. Everybody else, a few other people's attempted, but the rhythm just hadn't came. Y'all know I'm getting old. Did y'all know that? Well, in case y'all didn't understand, everybody in here is getting old. Some are old, and some are getting old. The young people don't know that they're getting old. You don't believe me, ask them. They're going to run through a troop and leap over a wall, ain't the right, Tyler? You can get up on top of this roof by yourself, don't need no help, can you? See? I remember them days. I remember them days. Hear that? That's the only thing it is. Something to remember. Because those days are past. I remember. 
Hallelujah. How everybody doing? I hope you are. Ah, boy. All kind of stuff going on in the world today. You know what? A whole bunch of stuff. A whole bunch of, of course, nothing good. There's only one thing good in this world. And he's not in the world. He's in us. His people. Of course, the world would say, who do you think you are? I'm a preacher. I tell the truth. <clears throat> Instant in and out. When you like it, when you don't like it. Makes no difference to me. I'm always amazed at the dynamic of preaching because we would look back. And before I get started, let, let, let me uh, talk to God for a minute, amen. Heavenly Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we do humbly request and ask that you would give me your words to other before the people, your people, who you have predestined, called, and chosen. Put your name upon, wrote their names down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Speak to us your words of truth, and we pray only that these sayings would sink deep down in our heart. It would bring about a transformation and change that would be approved by you, the judge, the judge of all flesh. We give you the glory for all things, and speak to us, Holy Spirit, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> I'm always amazed at the dynamic of preaching or teaching. How many times have you, have you ever done this before? Have you ever went back and read the accounts of, of our people in these books right here? And, and then you will go, how in the world can they be so rebellious? Have you ever read, it, read them back there and said that to yourself? Have you ever done it before? I mean, you need to be honest with yourself. Have you ever done it before? You, you, you go back, you read those accounts, you go, well, okay, there's the man of God, there's the elders there, and God is talking to them and giving them the covenants and gave them instructions, and, and then you, want, you look at them and you go, what in the world is wrong with these people? Why do they keep on doing the same things? Well, we need to ask ourselves the same thing. What is wrong with us? See, when we look out of this prism right here, we always see others clearer than we do ourselves. And we don't put the same judgments on ourselves like we do other people. Amen. You don't believe me? If I can ask you, if I could go around in here and, I, and I'd say, uh, tell me what you think about that brother, about that sister, boy. You get to rolling. You to roll. Then I say, tell me about yourself, and all of a sudden, mm, mm, mm. See, we don't think that kicking against the elders today is the same as the way they, they did then. Same word being delivered. Isn't that amazing how that escapes our conscience and our minds? You can't go to too many assemblies out here where you're going to get corrected, instructed, ex exhorted. That's right. Most people, when you come to the assembly, they are trying to impress you so you can become part of them. I'm not trying to impress you. I could care less if you ever become a part of us. Because the perspective is you're not supposed to be a part of us. You're supposed to be a part of him. 
And if you're a part of him, then you'll be a part of us. Because he is the head and we are the body. Now that's the right perspective. Is that not sound doctrine? Is that sound doctrine, Brother Shane? Amen. Sound doctrine. Got a got an agreement there from Nell. Then somebody else, oh, wait a minute, Pastor. Wait a minute. But see, that's how we do, brothers and sisters. We we look at everything else and we don't put ourselves or either think ourselves to be the same way. You ask how many times, I mean, we, we, we don't get instruction to damn our soul here. We get instruction to help our soul. Have you ever taken account whenever you kick against the instruction there to help your soul, who you're actually kicking against? We're doing no different than the people did back then. Same thing. It's just that the name is Brother Rich and Brother Axel and Brother Tyler and Elder Dial and See, the names have changed, but it's the same people. Ah. Y'all understand what I mean? Look at them looking at me. And sometimes we're not ashamed of ourselves because we don't actually put ourselves in a position and place we should be. Is that right? I'm going to read you something from the word here first before we get started. It says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. Provided that's in Christ Jesus. It makes no difference if you was born what they call a Hebrew. The commandments was given to the Hebrews. The commandments wasn't given to the Jews. It was given to the Hebrews who name was called Israel and Israel was a people and see we are the Israel of God today uncircumcised in the, amen see what I'm talking about that's the reason why he covers both sides of the fence by saying neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision but a new creature y'all hear that see circumcision is supposed to be in the hardening of the spirit you understand that? Uh-oh. Hallelujah. And then it says this. Look at this. I mean, sound words, brothers and sisters. Listen to this. And as many as walk according to this rule. In other words, there's a rule. But it says, and as many as walk according to this rule, peace be unto them. Isn't that something? Peace be unto who? To them that walk according to this rule. This is the rule. This is the rule. And if you don't have no peace, it's because you are not walking according to the rule. And mercy. And upon the Israel of God. You hear that? And upon the Israel. So peace, mercy upon the Israel of God. Uh-oh. You know, when someone's walking up right before the Lord, keeping the commandments, hearkening diligently into his voice, there's a peace that passes all understanding. There's no time for rebellion, kicking, stubbornness, idolatry. Is it? No time for having a depressed, sad, drug-down spirit. 
Because when you're walking according to this rule. Y'all see how we're no different than the people that went on before us. But the difference is, is, is that while they were living this and were being written about, we have a record to look back upon to teach us and admonish us how not to walk after the same similitude as they did. But because we're under the new covenant, new and better covenant, we have no excuse. Given to us. Is that right? On yesterday, Brother Tim traveled up from Alabama. And um, of course, I saw him. And his face was lit up to joy. It was lit up with joy when I seen him in the greenhouse. And, and as we walked along, I asked Brother Tim, and I know that some of my superlatives may offend some of you. But that's okay. It ain't nothing that you have not already said before. But I asked Brother Tim, I said, what in the hell is wrong with you? Now, mind you, he's smiling at me. And I haven't seen him for two years. He drove five hours to see me. Now, wouldn't that be what you would call a reunion? I mean, I've talked. You hadn't seen me for two years. I haven't seen you. Come on, Tyler. Come on up here, brother. Shouldn't we? Shouldn't we? Oh, my brother, good to see you all. Oh, look like you done got a little thin there, brother. Hey, Pastor, look like you got a little fat. I mean, shouldn't people go through all them preliminaries and stuff before you? Isn't that how we do? Think about that for a minute. See, because I want you to be a thinking people. I want you to use your mind. And so when Brother Tim heard me say that, he didn't get upset at it. He knew I was going somewhere. He haven't seen me for two years. He says, Pastor, you hadn't changed a bit, have you? Mm-hmm. I said, I hope that I've got more holy. And he, after that, he, he dropped his head there a little bit. See, the problem was, and this is a problem. It's a major problem. This man is 43 years old. 43 years old. Who says that he knows God and is born of God. He goes out and he finds him a 33-year-old so-called worldly saved in Jesus but don't know nothing about him. Ignorant when it comes to God's word. He goes out and he commits fornication with this woman. Now, mind you, a brother. What does the Bible say if there be a brother that is a fornicator? What does the word say? Isn't that something? So he can't expect me to be all excited. Now, wait a minute. I said, brother, what in the hell is wrong with you? You're supposed to know God. You know better. You go out here with the knowledge of God. You go get this 33-year-old woman and fornicate with her, and now you got three babies coming out of this one woman. There's something seriously wrong with you. You're going to go to hell. That's what you're going to do. Them to know to do good and do it not. What does the Bible say? It is sin. Oh, he didn't kick. He just sat there with his head down like this the whole time. 
So you go out there, you get messed up, and then you want to come up here for us to clean it up for you, don't you? I said, it's a shame. You got your son sitting right here, 21 years old. I said, you know what kind of righteousness he's going to learn? Whatever he sees his daddy do. 43 years old, saved, sanctified, baptized in the name of Jesus, filled with the Holy Ghost. And he goes out here and fornicates with a woman who don't know God. That's the problem today. You'll get the people of God who say that they know Jesus. Know the law of God. This person don't know they're heathen. They think they're God. They're heathen. They're going to do what comes natural to the heathens. There's nothing for them to fornicate because that's just what they do all day long. But you mean to tell me that the Holy Ghost has done moved himself so far away from us we don't even have any conviction of sin anymore? Yeah, this is how I talk to him. And of course, when I get around to you, that's when that obstinate spirit rises up, don't it? And I said, no, brother, you're going to hear this. He says, you know, I drove all the way up here, Pastor, and I told that lady, I said, when I get up there, he's going to blast me. He's going to rebuke me. He's going to, I'm telling you, he's going to crawl all up in me. And you too. He don't know me. He don't care. I said, the sad part about it is, he go, your 21-year-old son who has not the sharpened knife in the box. He's going to turn around, and you know he's going to learn how to be a good Christian? You know how, what you call a good Christian? You know what he's going to learn to be like? Like his fornicating daddy. Because he's going to follow in the same old footstep because you ain't done nothing to set an example. Pastor, I'm, I, I am. I'm truly sorry. So you don't need to be talking to me. You need to be talking to God. Say the sad part about it was, and the sad part about it is that even after this coming along, you still fornicating. I said, I'm gonna tell you and her something. Huh? Don't be, don't, don't do that mess no more. I said, if y'all ain't getting married, you better forget about this mess. See, this is the reason why the church is in the condition it's in now. Because we got people like that that want to come and sport themselves before the people of God without repentance. Look at him. What, what's wrong? What, what, the old saying, the cat got your tongue? What, you involved in some type of fornication yourself? Now, I'm going to show you how we are in our judgment, okay? I'm going to show you how we are. Suppose if it was me involved in fornication, what, would you correct me? Would you say something to me? Uh-oh. And those who would not say something to me is because you've got a fornicating spirit. Look at them looking. But I, the, the difference I know is about being a preacher is the judgment is greater for a preacher than it is for you, isn't it? Because if, if I say, okay, I'm sorry, I, I won't do it anymore. Because I won't get the same, the same mercy as I get, extend to you, though, would I? Huh? You'd get away from me, wouldn't you? Look at them looking. Huh? And you're going to tell everybody in the world about me, wouldn't you? Look at them looking. And the Bible clearly tells you, remember, they are brethren. Look at that. 
See what hypocrites we are? See what hypocrites we are? I'm telling you, I'm, I'm a dying breed of a preacher. This, the, the world ain't going to tolerate no more holiness preachers. You can forget about it. They, they want money. They want you to feel good about your sin and you go on and live your little life and you just show up and call them preacher, rabbi, and all this smile at each other, but I'm not going to gloss over sin. If I can't see it, don't want to either. You ain't either. Not around me. You, I mean, and not you gonna hear from it. Oh boy. Because we live in a time now. Who do you think you are? I don't think nobody. I already know who I am. What's amazing to me is who do you think you are to come into my presence with that kind of seeing? See, this is the type of preaching that is missing. And that's why this city, this town, and our nation is so corrupt the way it is now. First thing she says was, it's his fault. I said, shut your mouth. Takes two of you. It's his fault you got pregnant. Of course, you know, Brother Tim, he didn't do like some of us do. Because he knows I'm a man of the word. He knows I know the word. He knows I know the word. And so he humbled himself. And I said, well, brother, are y'all ready for this? I said, well, brother, uh, we can't do nothing about it right now except go from here, can't we? Since you've repented. You have repented, hadn't you? He said, yes, sir. I said, I just, I said, I know the reason why you're here, too. Because hmm? he explained to me that this woman of his is dealing with some demonic dreams and visions and all kinds of stuff. And, and he can't get nobody else around that way he's at that believes like they do so they had drive all the way up from Alabama up to here five hours because can't nobody else help how many of y'all sisters and brothers was in here how many of y'all sisters was in here yesterday how many times did I warn him about fornication did I not warn him about fornication right there did I tell over 10 you say over 10 I kept on it too boy I kept on it I kept on it's just like taking a it's just like taking a foot and just, mm, mm. I kept saying, don't go back here and fornicate. And, and before he left, I said, I tell you what, brother, you go back down here and you and that woman commit fornication again, don't even call me. Don't even come around me because I'm going to know. Because if you, if you disrespect me like that as a man of God, I said, I'm going to have something for you, brother. Appreciate it, Pastor. Appreciate it, Pastor. All I did was make sure I give him something to go on. I said, now this is the steps you need to be taking. Because you can't do nothing about the, the baby's already going to be coming. But you can't do something about what you do after the fact. You can't go back and undo the past. Can anybody here go back and erase the past? Can anybody? You cannot do it, can you? I'm not one that's going to sit up there and put you in a corner and leave you there forever. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches we ought to be walking in the newness of life. Isn't that right? We'll put away the old man away from us. Isn't that right? What's troubling to me is, is that we got believers who know the truth yet ignore the law of God. Just like it doesn't mean anything. Like God is some fictitious being way off in the wild blue yonder. 
See, the reason why people ain't going to be holy, they ain't living holy day, because there ain't a man that's going to stand up and tell them, you better be holy. Because we, if it was left up to ourselves, we wouldn't do it. No, he wouldn't either. All right, if we would do it, then you show me how to do it. Then. I will follow your lead. If, if, if you are what holiness is, I will follow you. I won't say another word. You show me how to be holy. I mean, we all say we love God. God says, be ye holy for I am holy. Now, how holy is he? Isn't he the very zenith of holiness? Then how holy should we be then? The very zenith of holiness? Is that what he expect? Is he telling us something that, that, that we could not possibly do? It's something we can do then, isn't it? Then what's the problem then? Come on, wait a minute. If I'm preaching and teaching this, and I wasn't holy, you would reject every word I'm saying. And even if I, even if I am telling the truth, you're still going to have it in your mind to reject the word, some of you. Look at them looking. I'm sorry, folk, but when the judge comes, and he will judge his people, he is going to judge his people because judgment begins at the house of God. And when he comes, he's going to judge his people. Yes, he is too. He's going to judge his people. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Nobody is going to escape that judgment. Nobody is. And his judgment is going to be true too. He's not going to miss it. And if you think he's going to let you into his holy kingdom while you got all this sin attached to you, you out of your mind. You don't lost it. He kicked the devil out of heaven at sin. Got rid of all them angels and that didn't spare them but put them and reserve them in the chains of darkness. And you think he gonna let us get by with it? Oh no, brothers and sisters. Now there are people that's gonna be holy. I hope that you. I really truly do. I hope that it's you. Amen. Amen. What's amazing to me is that so I already knew he was in a repentant state because he would have never drove because he knew when he picked up that phone told me he was coming. I, I knew what was going on. He knew what was expected. Or he knew what was coming. Yet he drove all the way up here five hours I've seen in two years and knew I was going to clean his plow. Knew it. You think that man trying to escape the judgment of God? No, it looked like he's trying to run to it, isn't it? Sometimes it takes falling flat on our face before we can realize who we really are, isn't it? Before we can really, truly, clearly see ourselves for what we really are, don't it? Sometimes it takes it, don't it? All we're trying to do is warn you and admonish you in this wicked and perverse generation so that sin don't be your ruin. I don't see nothing wrong with that. Because I know God's people. I know God's people love him and they want to serve him. I, I, I know that. That I do know. So I handle it just like you would have. Yeah, I did. If any of you had information like that on a brother, would you not handle it the same way? Hmm? Uh-oh. You wouldn't handle it the same way. Brother Tim said, it ain't no secret. Everybody knows. I said, yeah. I wish it hadn't come up on this type of uh, circumstances, though. 
So Brother Tim says, I hope people can learn from my mistake then. You know, rather than going on, continuing on making the same mistake again and again and again. And again. Can you imagine 43 years old, knowing, say, say you know the Lord Jesus? And as much as monuments we get right here in the New Covenant about fornication, imagine what it'd be like if he go out and voluntarily do that again. Your heart starts getting cold and start waxing cold against God. Can you imagine being 40-something years old and a fornicator and been walking with Jesus 20 years? How about 50 years old and fornicating and think you're going to enter into God's holy kingdom? How about 60, 70, 80 years old? I stay on the older sisters. Do I not older sisters? Huh? Because the older sisters are supposed to teach the younger sisters how to be examples, how to love their husbands, guide the house. You're never right, older sisters. You're supposed to be doing that, aren't you? The example, aren't you? In the dining hall the other day, I said, isn't that something? I said, you look it up. Some of us have been married once. Some of us have been married twice. And when you put all these years of marriage, whether it be once or twice together, we've got a lot of marriage experience under our belt, don't we? Do we not? Do we not got a lot of marriage experience under our belt? Good. Then you can be the one that I can use to come up here and get you to teach, you and your husband, husband and wife, to teach the people of God how to be married. You're the ones I can use as an example. And then can, I, can I use you? I mean, 20, 10 years, 20 years of marriage. I mean, after all, 10, 20 years of marriage, you've got the answers by then. You done fell. You done rose up. Isn't that right? You done had ups. You done had downs. You done had your spats. You done had your arguments. Who better to teach the people of God how to be holy than you? But the truth is, we don't have it, do we? Look at him looking. I'm sorry, folks, but that's how God going to look at you. You mean to tell me 20 and 30 years you've been married and been a fool all these years? And you can't teach my people? You know, we got the same charge, Sister Carol and I do, as you have. We've sinned. We fell short. Yeah, we have. But we've continued in it. Oh, I can teach every one of you who are having trouble and problems and disasters in your marriage. I can tell you exactly what you need to do. But the problem is doing it. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I can tell you exactly what you I can show you what you can do to stop pitfalls, stop arguments so you don't fall into trouble. Yeah, everything. Yeah, we can. So Carol and I can do a wonderful seminar on marriage. We sure can. We've got experience. You see, you need to start talking to yourself this way. God, you mean to tell me I've been married 20-something years, 10 years, and I still have nothing to offer for the generation coming behind me? After 20 years, I, I, I have not left an example for them to follow. Is that not a shame? Is that not a shame? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about 
capitalizing on faults and failures. I'm talking about capitalizing on holiness. Because life in itself, you're going to experience. You're going to have them bought lessons that cost a lot. When you have these lessons and don't learn nothing from it and can't teach nobody, that's a, you know, it'd been better for you to not even been born. Uh oh. Huh. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Just the same word, gonna judge the whole world. Same word. You know, that's one thing about my son and daughter. They've been around us all their life, which hadn't been much. But both of them would tell everybody. They say, I got a good mama and I got a good daddy. They've raised us right. They've seen our successes. They've seen our failures. They've watched us grow as well as we have watched them grow. And their end testimony is this. I've seen them overcome. I've seen, I've got a good father and a good mother. Is that right, children? You can ask them. They'll tell you no compunction about it at all. None, zero, zilch. The only reason why I bring it up, you know the reason why? Not because we had already been perfect. Not because we had already obtained. But because we live a life in the press. And we want to leave an example behind so that our children, their children, your children, their children, would have something to follow after rather than adultery, fornication, stealing, killing, lying, beating, drunk. Something that's going to keep them after we're gone. Want to leave a legacy of holiness. So in the end, eternal life. Old soul preaching, Mother Solace. Old soul preaching. Old soul preaching. Some of the older people right here, they can remember preaching. They used to come forth like this. Nowadays, everything is, oh, we sure did have church today. What are they talking about? Don't know, but we sure did have church today. You ain't done nothing. Hmm? Yeah, I live in such a fashion because I see Tyler. I want him to learn from me. I really do. Hmm? I don't want him to know nothing about me except what he has seen for himself. I want him to learn from me. I want Sky to learn from me. To learn, yes, I, I, I do. I want them to learn from your example. Because whether you like it or not, they are watching you. They have nothing else to draw from. What are they going to draw from? The well of this wicked world? They have nothing to draw from but us right here. I want Anna and them to see. I want Anna and them to see what holy women are supposed to behave like. You know, it's amazing. when I go out, I, I often say, I, and, I, and uh, if, if I don't have my wife with me, I say, boy, you know what? I say, you are a sister. I, I would love for you to meet my wife. I don't say that to everybody. And then I turn around and tell them, I say, y'all notice I didn't say that to all of you. I said, I said it to her because she has an excellent spirit. But the rest of you, you're too foolish. And the reason why I say I want you to see my wife, because my wife has a meek and quiet spirit. 
the law of kindness is in her lips. Yes, it is too. She honors her husband. She loves her God. Yes, she does too. I can take Carol to any place and say, you want to know an example of a Proverbs 31 woman? Here she is right here. Mm. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. You're supposed to have that same testimony about each other rather than sitting up here reading and skipping over it. Yeah, she takes care of me. She takes care of the children. Yes, she does. She cooks for us, watches over us, makes sure we're provided for her. Yeah, I, I work bringing the monetary means where she can do her job. And I said, yeah, I'll, and I said, oh, boy. I said, ooh, I, ooh, boy. I said, I, I don't never, never hear. She never raises her voice to me. Never raises her voice to me. So that's a good woman right there. Uh-huh. Look at him looking at me. Yeah, I talk like that. Yeah, I do too. I talk like that when I go. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I talk like that. Sometimes I can't wait to get home just to kiss her forehead. Just. Mm. Skin is soft. Your skin is soft, honey. Well, we we miss that, don't we? Don't we miss that? We 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 wish we had that, don't we? You can. All you have to do is serve the Lord with gladness. I'll be the first to tell you that every failure in the marriage came because of the man. You know how I know that? Because I'm a man. I'm not going to pull an Adam, blame shift everything on Eve when I'm supposed to be the head. Look at him looking. The Bible says she's the weaker vessel, is she not? Is not the woman the weaker vessel? Huh? Then what's she going to get her strength from? Her strength going to come from her husband. Ah. Ask her, does she fear anything? Ask her. Somebody ask her. Ask her. Anything. Look at that. She's secure with me. You can believe that. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Everything I'm talking to you about, I teach. I teach. The elders here, we teach it. Marriage today has done come no more than just a date in the world. No intimacy in it at all whatsoever. Everybody think they have love and all they want to do is get their rocks off. They don't have nothing, no holiness, no that is all about me. That's the reason why we have trouble loving our God. We don't know how to love each other, so we have trouble loving God. 
Y'all act like I said something wrong. Did I? Brother Doug, did I say something wrong? Brother Shane. Brother Doug. Dad Dow. Chuck. Nothing. I didn't say anything wrong. Then why come we are not remorseful? Why come we're not joyful? Did I say anything wrong, Brother Ed? Anything. And you got to understand, I do. I reprove my wife. Do I reprove you, honey? Do I rebuke you? Mm-hmm. Do I tell you I love you? Do I hug you? Do I kiss you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scott, that ain't for you. It's not for you. Look at him looking. I got my little girl back there too. I kiss her too. Don't I kiss you, Lydia? Lydia, I can't see you. Don't I kiss you, honey? Unfortunately. I kiss her different than I kiss my wife, though. I love her. I hold her different than I do Sister Carol. Yeah, I do too. I'm a little bit rough on Chuck because I want him to be a solid man. I want him to capitalize on everything that I wasn't. Am I talking wrong? I'm sorry, brothers and sisters, but see, this, if we don't get this thing, you don't expect nobody coming after us going to do it. It's got to start here and now. Holiness. Because without which, no man shall see the Lord. Isn't that amazing? How I hey, come on! I blasted Brother Tim, and I was merciless towards him a whole lot than what some of you got. And some of you, under just a little stench of reproof, you lose it, and you didn't get what he got. Come on, man! Are you tired of seeing men fall? Are you not? How, how, I'm sorry, this church of the Lord Jesus Christ is not ran by women. It's ran by men. And because the men have not ran the church the way Jesus entrusted to them, the women have took it, the ones who loved them, and done the best that they could. Because the men were so sorry. Ah, Pastor Dow, you're a tough preacher. No, 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 no. You haven't seen our God yet. Oh, he's full of love. Tell me what love is then since I don't know. I'm a student of the word of God. A student of the word of God. Tell me what love is since I don't know. God defines it totally different than what we do. See, a person can't truly be happy until they're in the bosom of God. You know how it is to walk into the assembly of God with the presence of the people. The Bible says you come before them with thanksgiving. 
You know, you know how that is when you can, you can do. I'm like, you can do that because you know what? There's no sin in your life. The reason why we can't even worship Him and praise and admonition is because we got too many weights on us. Yeah, we need this. Yeah, we do. We need this. Yes, sir. Come on, Tyler. Hadn't I got on your nerves before? Yes, sir. Hadn't I made you upset before with some of my words? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Do you still love me? Yes, sir. Isn't that something? But, but I don't know nothing about love. Come on, Chuck. Have I pissed you off? Yes, sir. Do you still love me? Yes, sir. Isn't that something? But we're going to tell me I don't know about love. Come on, Brother Doug. Have I ever rebuked you? Openly? In front of all these people? You got to be kidding me. Do you still love me, brother? Isn't that something? Brother Shane, if I crossed your eyes. Now, I'm talking, I noticed I, I moved up to the brothers, the elders now, who know the word just like me. Have I rebuked you before, brother Shane? I mean, brother Shane been with me from the beginning. Openly? Ah, did it feel good? No, sir. Do you, do, it? do you still love me? Oh, isn't that something? So tell me what love is since I don't know. We something, ain't we? I tell you one thing, being around me and the fathers, we all get another, he grant me another 30 or 40 years, we're going to be some kind of people. You can believe that. I'm sorry, folks. I'm, I'm not just satisfied because we have the power to cast out devils. We speak with tongues. We can heal the sick. We're healthy and good health, and we don't have to go to the doctors. I'm not satisfied with that stuff. I'm not comfortable where we're at. Most people would think they've arrived. Now, that's a press that we got to get into. I told you on my watch, if I got anything to do with it, you hang around me, you able to be around me, when Jesus comes, we're going to make it to the, we're going to make it. Yeah, we're here too. We will make it. Yes, sir, I'm a champion. I'm a winner. I don't give up. No, I don't need it. I press. I fight. Yes, I do too. We ain't going nowhere but in the kingdom of God. That's all there is to it. I'm not even going to entertain Satan. The only entertainment I got for him is rebuke. And you know how you not entertain Satan? You don't entertain sin. Because he is the preeminence of sin. He the one that said, I will be like the most high. And he the one that calls Eve to think that she could be a god. And made her, and she took of the fruit and she did eat. And she gave to her husband that was with her. And he did eat. And in that one act of disobedience, it cut man off from God. And then God in his infinite love for us sent prophets, righteous men. They stoned them. They killed them. They done everything they could to make sure that the Messiah that was promised to come, the salvation of the world would never come. 
And then when he got here, Satan moved all his hordes of hell to try to destroy him to make sure that we would never have remissions of sin. And now we have it because he overcame. He had to come himself. I'm sorry, folk. I was once shaping in sin and in iniquity. I know what it means. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I do, too. But I tell you what, I have respect for the reward. To think that the one that created me could leave all that majesty, all that splendor. And come down here to this filthy, vile earth. And make a way of salvation to save my soul. I got to serve him. Got to. I must serve him. And I got to do it with all my heart. We're going to go to Mark 12 real quick here. I sure would love to go to some Baptist churches and preach like this. Mark 12, verse 28. We want to hear something, okay? And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reason together and perceiving that he had answered them well. See, what had happened before this was that the Sadducees asked Jesus a question of the resurrection. Now, you know the Sadducees, the hypocrites. They didn't even believe in the resurrection from the dead. Yet and still what they did, they tried to trap him and entice him and catch him in his words. So he told him, you heard. Because in the resurrection, we're going to be like the angels. Ain't going to be no marrying and giving in marriage. That is something for this earth realm that we're in right now. Are y'all listening? So then, later, you know, later on, they, um, they had another sect or group of people decide they was going to ask him a question too. And this is what they asked. And one of the scribes came. And having heard them reason together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? Of, of what? what? Don't we all want to know what the first commandment of all? I mean, if you, if you knew it, would you obey it? I mean, you want to know, don't you? Some of us go, I don't even know if I want to know. Huh? My question is, what are you even doing here then? But we're going to be holy. Why waste your time? What is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him. Is that what it says? The first of all the commandments. You hear that? The first of all the commandments. Is somebody say those next three words. That's the problem we got today. That's the problem we got today. It's amazing how we can hear something that come in our mind or an impulse can come in our body and we will obey it. But the word that is written, the first of all the commandments is what? Saints and Moses? Hear, oh Israel. Is that not the problem today? How does faith come? Does that mean you just hear the sound and that's it? You know you've heard when you have the ability to obey. Until then, you haven't heard nothing. No, you haven't either. You ain't heard nothing. 
The reason why the commandments are given is so we can have something to obey. Is that right? So Jesus said the first of all commandments is hear, O Israel. You see, this United States of America and this nation we done grew up in and this country and society is so polluted our minds we can't even think straight today. They always now, nowadays ask people, what country are you from? You ain't going to find that in the book. It was always defined by nations. What nation of you? Where are the nation of Israel, saints? That means every other nation are Gentile heathens. Do you understand that? Snake handlers, idolaters, worshipers of false gods. So since we were one time Gentile, we left that mess and now we receive the commandments and the covenants of Israel because Israel was not considered what you would call a nation of this earth. They were God's people separated unto him, holy to him and him alone, Israel. So since being born again and having received the Holy Spirit, we left the fashions of this world so it could be conforming to the image of our dear God. And now we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood and a Holy, not just a nation, a holy nation. You see, Abraham being the father of faith, but he said, in Isaac shall thy seed. Because Isaac is the one who had, he had two sons, didn't he? Didn't he have two sons? One Jacob and the other one who? Are you serious? And God said, before they were yet born, do you understand that? Before they were yet born. Are y'all following me? We're sitting there looking at me. I don't want to know if you're following me. Before they were yet born. He said, and Isaac shall thy seed be called. And before they were yet born, Jacob have I love. Before they had the opportunity to do any good or evil. Hadn't even yet been in this earth yet. He said, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. And out of those two come all the nations. Because from Jacob come the 12 tribes of Israel. God's people, his chosen people. And from Esau come the rest of the heathens. Isn't that something? And that's the seed of God. And then down through that lineage and line of David, all the way up to Jesus, the Messiah, the King. All the way to the point that each one of us that are born again of the water and of the spirit, we have entered into that lineage. I guess, you know, it carries a greater impact when you can understand what I'm talking about. But before you can understand... You know how much time you spend doing everything else? You're going to spend greater time in this. He says, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is what? But the first thing he wants you to do is hear. The first thing he wants you to do is what? Hear. O Israel. Not world. Israel. Israel, Israel, the Lord our God is one. And then listen to what he says. 
And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with some of your heart, a piece of your heart, a portion of your heart. Isn't that something? We know how to read A-L-L. When you get finished with all, what's left? You think God is pretty hypocritical requiring all of that of us? You know the reason why he can talk like that? Because that's the way he is. He don't love us with some of his heart. He loves us with all of his heart. And so he requires the same thing of us as he himself does. He says, so I want you to hear, O Israel, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. That means your breath, every breath, your mind, everything about you, your, your vitality, everything is there. Matter of fact, when you breathe, it should be breathing the love of God. Your thoughts should be centered on him. I mean, come on, when you're in love with someone, don't you be chasing them around and... Don't you always want to be around them? And, huh? Yeah, you do. Don't you? When you really truly love someone, don't you? You, you want to be around them, don't you? Huh? You want to hold each other. Oh, boy. Boy, this world sure has made us cold, hard, and callous, hasn't it? Isn't that something? I love the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I do. Sometimes I just go get along and walk down the road uh, just so I can get with God so we can have a little intimate time together. I'm sorry, folk, but I just love being with him. Sure do. Oh, he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. Oh, yes, he does too. That's why I thank God for the Holy Ghost. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. He says not only with all your heart and your soul, but look what he says with all your what? Mind. He, I mean, your mind can be fragmented. Do you know that God expects you to love him more than your own children? God expects you to love him more than your own husband, more than your own wife, more than your family, more than your friends, more than your God. Yeah, he's a jealous God. Nobody between him and you. You know why? Because he don't have nobody between us and him. And I'm going to tell you something, the reason why, because the second commandment is coming up, the reason why we haven't been able to truly love each other is because we haven't learned how to love our God. People don't know what love is today. They think love is having sex and kissing and smooching and can on and know nothing about commitment. They think it's some feeling. Did I say something wrong? No, sir. True. So I don't have any enemies in here today then. With all your mind. All your, all your mind. All your mind. 
and with all your strength, all your strength, all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like unto the first. The second is namely this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor. Huh? Your who? Not your wife. Not your husband. Uh-oh. Not your children. Thou shalt love thy Come on up here, Dad Megs. Come on up here, Dad Megs. Hmm? Neighbor. Na- na- thou shalt love thy neighbor. The second, like to the first. Shall love thy neighbor. Amen. The only way you're going to show that you love your neighbor is yourself. You won't sin against him. Uh oh. No, you won't cross him. He won't cross you. You won't cross him. He don't have to worry about being in fear of you. You don't have to be in fear of him. He don't have to look at you through a slant eye. Wonder if you're trying to deceive him or get over on him. Uh, no, because you'll be loving him just like you love your, your God. You'll be saying, boy, brother, it sure is good to see you. Good to see you. Why? Because it's good to see God, isn't it? Hmm? Oh, look at, boy, we're a pack of hypocrites, ain't we? We act like this is something far-fetched. No, it ain't far-fetched. What it is is the will. Isn't that something? I wonder why come he didn't say love your love, you know, like love your wife, like the first. Love your husband, like the first. Love your children, like the first. Isn't that something? But he said, love thy neighbor as thy Isn't that something? I wonder why. Look at this. Look at this, huh? What you call your own, you love, don't you? You'll send them to hell too at your rebellion. And you call that love. You'll teach them how to rebel, support them in rebellion, but you call that love. Later on, somebody asked, hey, Jesus. They willing to justify themselves. Who is my neighbor? They thought they had him again. He said, you want to know who they are, huh? I'll tell you who they are. Whosoever Doeth the will of my father. Isn't that something in heaven? So, hey, it's pretty easy to define neighbor, then, isn't it? I can say that, yes, not only is dad mixing my brother, but he's my neighbor. Why? Because he's doing the will of my father. Oh, boy. Hmm. Isn't that something? Well, I tell you, when, the, when you hear the word really, truly preached, for the way it's written, it sure does bring a light on things, doesn't it? It brings great understanding, doesn't it? Does it not? Great clarity. No distortion whatsoever at all. It's just, it's just, just, it's just beautiful. Even the hand that wielded the instrument to write it on the parchment, it, was, it, it had to be something of joy. To write the very word of the most high for generations to come after and, and be able to read it. It had to be something. It had to be a love affair, didn't it? Am I the only one think like, I mean, I must be mad. I must be mad. I mean, I think stuff like this. I really do. I, I'd be sitting there going, ooh, Lord of mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Man, my God. I don't know. I don't know. 
mind is different, I guess. Mm -hmm. So is everyone that fear him. And then he says, there is none other commandment greater than these. So then this new apostasy church, this new apostate church we're in today, says, you see, there's only two commandments you got to keep. I say, you stupid fools who have no understanding at all. I had to talk to a preacher like that. Can you imagine being 70 years old, so-called preaching this gospel, and don't know a damn thing that's written in the book? All you know is preaching your doctrine. I say, you know what you're going to do? You're going to be, be in hell reciting your damn doctrine. Because it ain't got nothing to do with God. You're going you're gonna to sit up and argue with God and say, once saved, always say, you fool. Well, only got two commandments. I say, you stupid. You need to shut up. And the people that listen to you, they just as dumb as you are. Man, who you think you are talking about? I say, you must be thinking I'm something. Because you sure are giving me a lot of attention. You're a smart young man, ain't you? I said, well, I'm glad I'm better than that to be called dumb then, isn't it? I said, sad thing when you got a person right here half your age that has more power and strength in his words and you're supposed to be teaching me, old man. You're supposed to be teaching me, old man. The first four commandments is the great commandment. First four commandments has to do with God. Love for him. And then on the next table was a six. The next six that showed your love for fellow man. He didn't do away with nothing or change anything. He tried to bring us hard-headed people to a greater understanding. Go read the commandments. I am the Lord thy God which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods be for me. Don't make no graven images. Don't take my name in vain either. Look at them. Huh? Remember the Sabbath day. Remember Sunday? Isn't that something? I told you. How you why do you think this, this old world out here don't understand this book right here? How can you when you're too busy worshiping the sun? The Bible don't talk nothing about Sunday, but yet and still... 99.9% of so-called Christianity in America, what do they do? Every day going to be Sunday. Yeah, every day going to be Sunday. It's going to be burnt up just like Sunday is. You got that right. The Bible only talks about Sabbath day. The Sabbath day, what we're doing today. Don't talk about no Sunday. God knew exactly, Jesus knew exactly what he's talking about when he talked about, he gave them this answer to the commandments. Because the first four, there were two tablets of stone, right? Two tables of testimony, wasn't it? Isn't that right? One for God and one for fellow man. And he says on these two commandments hang the whole entire law. So that's how you love. You love when you're able to keep his commandments. Praise the Lord. Yes, you do. Yeah, you love when you're able to keep his and his commandments are not grievous. Oh boy. So I think I know a little bit about love. May not be more than you, but I know a little bit.
But I can learn from you if I keep watching you. Couldn't I? We're going to go to Judges, the second chapter. Hey, we're almost done. We're not even being long here today. Isn't that nice? I guess we're on the last of our plastering for the last four weeks. Hmm? Good word, isn't it? Sound doctrine. Hmm? I know one thing, you know, whether you like it or not, whether you understand or not, you don't have to ever worry about me wronging you. No. I got better things to do than do you wrong. I'm sorry, brother and sister, but there are people in here that share the same thoughts I have. You may not understand, but that doesn't mean I'm wrong. I mean, I understand, brother. I'm faced all the time with ignorant people. They never judge me about the law of God or what's written is read. They judge me by their feelings. How I feel in my emotional state. How I'm just a wreck. I'm just my emotion. You, 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 you offended me. Who are you? If I, come on, if I've done you wrong, according to what's written, I'll be the first, I'll be the first to get on my knees and repent. But if you just if it's just your little sorry feelings, you put them on out there. I'll show you how I think about them. Amen. Stick them on out there for me to see. And then how we do? We don't ever judge people based on righteousness. What's written? We judge them on. I don't like the way you said it. I don't like how you talk. Did you ever take account somebody may think that about you too? So then, what do you do? We got a dilemma then, don't we? Come on, we need to grow up, saints. I'm sorry, you know, the reason why I bring, I know it's a hurting statement. The reason why I bring out statements like that, you know, people have been married 10, 15, 20 years and still and can't get up and teach people how to be married. You know the reason why I bring it out? To provoke you to good works. I ain't got to bear you already doing it yourself. I'm going to provoke you so that because if you're not, then you need to position yourself in Christ to where you can teach somebody else. And what better people to teach the law of God than those who live in it? Yeah, amen. You don't get up there and teach. Well, let me tell you how it is to be married and stuff. I'm a woman and stuff. And boy, I used to kick, fight, and rebel and scream. And I, I was rebellious. I didn't do this and I didn't do that. Nobody going to learn nothing from that mess. Amen. What kind of strength somebody going to draw from that? Amen. You tell them the right way. Yes, sir. Tell them what the word of God said. Nobody want to capitalize on your weaknesses on. and your failures. I want to capitalize on your strength and what you've learned from God and, and the example you set forth. Paul gives us a little light that he's done, been involved in many sins, but he never tells us what it is. He never once disclosed to us what they were. You know why? Because it's none of your business. It's none of your business. Just by knowing what somebody's sin is not going to help you one bit. With most of us today, we see somebody sin, we'll, we'll take it as a license to go sin ourselves. We're supposed to be serving God. And then we'll turn around and see somebody else fall. And then we'll go, well, man, I got a license to fall too. Well, the one that fell, if he don't repent and you're going to fall out then, both of you are going to go to the same hell. 
prophet said it had to get bigger. Had to get bigger. Amen. Come on up here, Scott. Get on up here. Yeah, you. You 13, right? Yeah, I'm 13. My little girl. My daughter. You see all you women out there? Hmm? She's watching y'all. Whether you know it or not, she's watching. She, her recorder is on. Yeah, it is too. She's learning too what to do and what not to do. Yes, she is too. She's watching. She's watching the married couples. I always try to get her on my side, and she said, no, I love you both. I always try to pit her against Sister Carol so she can be on my side, and she never falls. But no, I love you both. Because if she ever did try to take my side, I would rebuke her. But how can I know where she is unless I challenge her? Isn't that right? Isn't that right? So she's, she's what? You're, you're 18, 19, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. She's watching each. Are you watching them? Yes, sir. I'm watching them. Because she, she doesn't have the world to sit there and look at because she's not around the world all the time. She's around the people of God all the time. So she's going, I'm, I'm watching. See, look, you don't want her mind to be evilly affected, do you? Holy women of God. Oh, look at here. Because at 13, she's pretty impressionable, isn't she? So what example are, are you women going to give to her? What are you going to live her? I mean, because, I mean, it's one thing for her to read the word, but you know what's going to make the greater impact? What she see is lived. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right now, she look like doing pretty good in holiness, don't she? Huh? Look at this now. And, and you should be living in such a way, you should say, man, I sure do love Sky. I love Sky, and I don't want her to see any mess or any scars that that world has put up on me. I want to be a good example to her. Not just mama, but neighbors. Hmm? She have a daddy back there running the camera, and she's got a pastor. And I'm also her daddy, too. Yeah, I am, I am her daddy. Yeah, I am, too. Ain't I? Yes, sir. Hmm? She probably answered a little slow, because you know I'll tie some fire to butt. Hmm? And I whoop pretty good, too. But see, my little girl right here, she, she's got to have some examples. She don't need to be walking down the road and hearing the roof coming off the house because Sister Carol and I ate each other's throat. See, look, look at all these sisters. Look, 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 look. look. You are the example of holiness that she's going to see. Yes, sir, you married people. Yeah, she's watching. She, told, she just told you she watched. I'm watching all of you. Because this generation say, well, I'm watching you. What you going to learn from somebody 13 years old and you 40? You fool. Amen. See, that's the spiritual retardation of this generation we live in. Amen. That's why you have to die to yourself and live for God. Amen. So that she can grow up and then she can see family and she can go, hey, I know how to be. 
a holy woman of God. I know how to love. I know how to love my husband. I know how to love my husband. I know how to love my children. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Bless you, guys. See you later, honey. Come here, lies. Huh? My little boy right here. Look at him. Look at him. Don't he look just like me? Hmm? Little boy right here. Scott, I mean, Elias, are you watching these men? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are you learning? Yes, sir. Mm. Do you like everything you see? No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Well, let's, let's, let's really test it. Come on, let's come on. I ain't, we ain't going to put you on the line, though, with nobody, okay? You just, just yes or no, all right? Huh? Just yes or no, all right? Hmm? You see anything about pastor you do not like? No, sir. No, sir. Ooh. So you know he ain't talking about me then. Uh-oh. So I use me because I always, you know, I'm the one everybody pointing for. I'm the one's preaching. So I'm the enemy. Am I trying to be your enemy? No, I ain't. I'm not trying to be nobody's enemy. All right. I don't know. Maybe it's Doug Becker. Does he do stuff you don't like? Every once in a while. Oh. Every once in a while. Of course, that's correction, though, isn't it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ah. Ah, see, so it really ain't because he's doing something wrong then. Look at him looking at me. Huh? But you are watching these adult men, aren't you? Yes, sir. Yeah. You know the reason why? Because this is the only... The only picture he get of how to be a man. It's the only picture he gets for how to be a man. He can't go out there and learn it. There ain't no men out there. Bunch of dogs. So he got to learn it from somewhere. From somebody. I'd much rather for him to learn it from us than to learn from that world. Amen. Now we're going to teach him how to love his wife. Teach the wife how to obey her husband. Submit to him. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. It's a good thing. Or a beautiful thing. Yes, yes, it is too. I don't know, forgive me, but I've wronged no man. Forgive me. I'm sorry if I, if I want our young brothers and our young daughters of Zion to be holy. I'm sorry if I don't want them to experience some of the pains of life that we have. But if I sinned against you, then you forgive me of this folly then. It's got to start somewhere. Why not? Why not right here? Yeah, yes, sir. Starts with us, and then it goes from there. So the only holiness. Oh, he can hear it preached, hear it word, read, hear it. Oh man, he can do all that. But what's really gonna make the impact on him is what he see lived. Isn't that right, Tyler? Come on up here, Tyler. Get on up here, Tyler. I don't call Chuck because he's really taller than I am. Look at my son right here, huh? Do you watch men? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do you learn? 
Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. You watching yourself? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. You ain't who you thought you were, huh? No, sir. No, sir. When you was young, boy, boy, look, them, man, everything's wrong with everybody. Truth. Mm. <laughs> now you a little bit older, something wrong with you, isn't it? Amen. Sin. <laughs> it's just a cycle of life, folks. But he's watching us. Bless you, son. He just got finished telling you. No, I don't, man. Pastor, man, it's the way he talked to me, man. I don't like that. I don't care what he like. I'm not going to be seduced by people likes. Because we are commanded to love. Said like junk that's got us in the trouble we in right now anyway. I don't like that. I don't like how you looked at me. I don't like how you approached me. I don't like because you sitting right there. I don't like what shallow minded superficial people we are. We've been talking about holiness for the last four weeks. How are we doing, Mother Stones? Are we doing a good job? Good job. Holiness. Without which no man shall follow peace with all men. And holiness without which no man. I don't care what you do what you want to do, but no man. You don't follow peace with all men and holiness. No man shall Looking diligently, lest there be any root of bitterness springing up troubling you, and thereby many be defiled. Don't do like that profane person Esau, who for one morsel sold his birthright. I mean, you you don't believe how many people just in his last four weeks almost sold your birthright. Almost so you just gave over your eternal salvation to Satan because I don't like how he talking. I don't like what he said. You hurt my feelings. You make me look bad. You already look bad. You don't need me to help you. Well, what about you? Hey, it makes no beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Come here, honey. I'm going to show you how I look. Am I a fine specimen of a man? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Am I beautiful? Very much. Very much so. Hmm? So you think I care about what you... (laughs) You think I care one bit about what you... Do you think I really care about what you think about me, how I look? Do you really think that? Boy, you're pretty arrogant. You really puffed up in your mind. If you think... Come here, honey. If you think that I care about, you think that I care about what you think about me and how, am I a fine specimen of a man? Yes, sir. Do I look good? Very. Do I look good to you? Very. Mm, am I handsome? Very. You're handsome. You're lovely. You're a rose. Mm. Mm. Now you think about this for a minute. Do you really think I care? How you think I look? When I got all this positive, why should I pay attention to your negative? Come on, Mother Stallings. Mother Stallings, if I was just three years younger, I'd show you how to shout. 
She was leading the shouting too. I'm making a point. I'm making a serious point. As long as long as in her eyes, I am fine, I forget you. You have a high and lofty opinion of your opinion, which has no interest to me. She said women can't be handsome. I don't know how to talk. She know what I mean. Women can be handsome. See, now I got my little, come here, come here, honey. Bring some of that education up here and educate us dummies up today. Because we are dumb. She going to tell us something that we don't know. Now, you said 100 years ago, handsome was what? It was common for a, woman, or for a beautiful woman to be called handsome. What happened? Terminology changes. Terminology changes, but it was something common, right? Mm-hmm. How long ago? Uh, 100 years ago or so. 100 years ago. Tis my look. Huh? Come here, son. Come here, son. Huh? This is my little boy. It's my little boy. Huh? Look at him looking. I'm trying to teach us something here, brothers and sisters. This trivial junk and mess that we have learned from the world, we should not have bought it over into the church of God. Somebody say amen. amen. It's time for us to grow up to the fullness of stature of Jesus Christ. And we need sound doctrine that cannot be condemned. Hey, folks out there, none of them hate me because of what I've done to them. They hate me for what I stand for. Because you go ask them, what have I done to them? Isn't that amazing? So you think I'm worried about that? No. Praise the Lord. Pray. Come here, Anna. Little song bell. See this little Little dollar sign right here. Hmm? You women, when y'all see somebody like that, somebody like her, you, you, what should be in your mind is, I've got to be holy. I've got to live holy. And then when, when she make it to your age, she'll see somebody come behind her. I've got to be holy. Why? Not for my sake, but for their sake. Isn't that what Jesus said? Lord not for my sake do I sanctify myself, but for their sakes do I sanctify myself. I'm sorry, that's the way we ought to be looking at it, folks. Come on, do you watch adults? Yes. Yes, sir. She watching. Her record is on. And you should not put no stumbling block before her whatsoever at all. You need to get rid of your own self-interest for once in your life and start living for others so you can learn how to really live. 
Praise God. I passed and died. Isn't that something? Where that come from? Come from the world, don't it? Hmm? Good sound teaching. I want to be holy. I want to grow up be holy. Because I tell you what, when you, you look at our daughter's design right here, I'm telling you. Come on, you, you're around me. I'm telling you, you got to be some kind of man before you get any of our daughter's design. I'm telling you, and to get better, the kind of man you're you going to have to be is a man that fear God. Hmm? Ain't no pretense going to get past me. No, it ain't either. I already, believe me, I, I'm well versed and schooled in the character and nature of men. I know when you're serious and when you're not serious. I know when you're being a hypocrite. Yeah, I do. You don't even know it. You sat about thinking you're fooling me and I'm looking at you. You're a fool. Our girls ain't going to get married to nobody that's going to be an, an iffy. No, not our daughters. No, they're not. They're going to be men that fear God. Keep his command. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, they are. They're going to be men of structure, character, strength. All I got to do is tell the, husband, tell, tell, the, tell the fathers. All I got to do, she may love him. That ain't the one. He, he'll go, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, daughter. You're not that one. Not that one. Why? Well, we're going to run it down to you. If you don't believe me, put him, set him up in front of We'll ask him questions right in front of you. We'll see if we're really missing the mark or not. That's the reason why brothers... Older sisters, older brothers, that's the reason why we've got to position ourselves in God so we can see these things evolve. I don't want our daughters and our sons living the lives that some of us hypocrites have lived. I don't want them experiencing some of the pains that we have experienced when they could be alleviated from all that junk and garbage and mess. Oh, we ain't getting a good lesson of how holy people live with me and Carol. Getting a good lesson. Ain't that right? Boy, you, you get rebuked too, don't you? Yes, sir. Get corrected. Sir. All the time, uh, Sister Carol, stay on you, don't you? Yes, sir. Who stays on you most, Carol or me? You. You. Ah. Ah. Isn't that something? Then Chuck, right? Yeah, yeah. Bless you, honey. My little young daughter right there, daughter's that. We can't see it. Our problem today is we're so selfish. We put our own self-interest before God. And, and, and then we don't leave examples. We got all these children in here. They got to have some examples. What are they going to have? Michael Jackson as an example? Farrah Fawcett? I mean, that's what's offered. That's what's offered out there. That's what they call examples. Man. You know, after we're gone, maybe our good name can be carried on with them. I mean, Deborah had a good name, didn't she? Huh? Mary had a good name, didn't she? Still talking about it all the way till today. David, didn't he have a good name? 
Yeah. It's amazing how when you mention certain characters, the first thing pop up in our head is, is their sin. Isn't that something? And it still didn't change God's opinion about them. We better start thinking then. Amen. What was that? Judge, let me finish this. Judge is the second chapter. I want you to listen to this, all right? And the angel of the Lord came up to Gilgal and, and Bohim and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt and have brought you unto the land which I swear unto your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. He said, he, he said what? He will never. never. You know what? How many people can make a commitment to God? Huh? And say, I will never break my covenant with you. I tell you what, I want, I want y'all, to, I want everybody to hold me to my word too. I will never, as long as there's breath in my body, ever break my covenant with my God. Never. Look at this. You shall make no league with the inhabitants of this land. Isn't that something? No, no what? No league, no friendship, no companionship, no fellowship, no covenant, no agreements. Isn't that something? You shall throw down their altars, but you have not obeyed my voice. Can you imagine how, how much that impacts God's heart to have to actually say that to his people? Why have you done this? You hear how God's talking to us? Why have you done this? He wants to know. Why? Wherefore, I also said I will not drive them out from before you. But they shall be as thorns in your sides. And their gods shall be a snare unto you. You said, no, you know what? We have come so far since this was first spoken and written down on word that we don't even realize that this world is nothing but a thorn in our side now. The thorn has actually become part of our skeleton. It it just comes that we can't even realize they're even thorns now. We run around and look like some type of grotesque gargoyle or something. We don't even realize what the images of this world and what they have done in our minds. We are so far removed and been so insulated by this world, we can't even understand God now. So when you get somebody up me talking, it's like a proverb or a strange song or something. Oh, he playing well, but I sure don't understand. But I like it, but I don't understand it. This is what God is telling us. Same instruction. Remember the words forever said in heaven? Same word that was yesterday, today, and forever. It's the same thing. He ain't changing. Look what he says. And it came to pass. Are there thorns in your sides, and their God shall be a snare to you? Look, look, look how much Christmas has snared us. Easter, Sunday, statues and trinkets and religious artifacts, praying hands and kissing toes of statue you know people doing this all across the world praying to dead saints look at this and it came to pass when the angel of the Lord spake these words unto all the children of Israel that the people lifted up their voice and wept we don't even weep today 
the atrocities that are going on right before our very eyes every day, it doesn't even cause us to even look out and even drop a tear for all the abominations that is going on in this land. Forget about this. Let's just talk about this little town and city we live in. That We don't even weep for the transgression that is going on today. We look at it and we become so used to it, we don't even shake our head no more. Because the people now can't even recognize sin no more when they see it. We look at it and go, ah, okay. Ah. Now we just, all the day long, pass right on by it. Like it has no effect on Lot vexed his righteous soul daily. We don't even get vexed. We'd much rather be around the heathen than be around the saints of Most High. We can go set up in their restaurants, hour or two at a hand, go out in their malls, and don't get vexed one bit. Not even a teardrops. For a nation that calls itself Christian. Serving God. The bondage don't even enter our mind. This is how far our conscience has went from God. It's a shame what's going on today. I'll tell you one thing. When it's all said and done. Everybody's life is going to be an open book. And I would hate, to, I would hate for you to not receive and hear my words right now. Because knowing in the end, I know in the end that when God gets finished with all, he's going to say, that preacher was preaching my word. You may not didn't like it, but he was telling you the truth. He was instant in and out. He didn't, he didn't at one time reserve truth at all. He, he gave you all the counsel. This is why our minds have gotten it today. And they called the name of the place Bohem, and they sacrificed unto the Lord there. And when Joshua had let the people go, the children of Israel went every man into his inheritance to possess the land, and the people served the Lord key all the days of Joshua. Brother and sisters, I'm trying to make an impact. I'm not, hey, I'm concerned about my generation, but I, that's really not my main concern now. Because if you ain't got it by now, you ain't going to get it. I'm working on Israel, Caleb, Sky, yeah, I am Anna, Serafina, yeah, amen, Elias, Wayne, yeah, I am, Chuck, Liddy, Vincent, Elijah, I'm working on them, yeah, I am, yeah, yes, I am, Maisie, I'm working on that, man, if you ain't got it by now, you ain't going to get it. Luke, I'm working on that, man, forget y'all. Trying to leave something behind for those who coming behind us. Amen. Put something in them who hadn't went and tasted the world of sin. Amen. Keep them around where they can keep continually tasting the good word of God. Amen. You ain't got it by now. You ain't gonna never get it. Amen. Fooling yourself. Man, Pastor, you mean tell me, is it really that? Man, is it really all of that? I can't even begin to, words are inadequate. Thank you. Amen. It ain't that they escape. There's no word I can even say to bring a form of impact the way God feels about this thing. Forget about the world with his people. Look what he says. And the people served the Lord, and the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders 
that outlived Joshua, who had seen the great works of the Lord that he did for Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died being a hundred and ten years old. And they buried him in the land, in the border of his inheritance, in Timonath Hades, in the Mount of Ephraim, in the north side on the hill of Gosh. And also, all the generations were gathered unto their fathers, and there rose up another generation. You hear that? There rose up a what? Another generation after them which knew not the Lord. That means time had passed, and they didn't teach the commandments of God in the morning and in the evening. When you rise up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, Somebody done relapse. That's the generation we've been brought up in. Our parents ain't taught us nothing about God. Our grandparents ain't teach us nothing about God. And we're following some of us still who claim that we know God in the same damn footsteps. We can teach them rebellion though, can't we? Yeah, we can. We can teach them how to be rebellious. We can teach them how to be stubborn, can't we? What a shame. What a shame. You mean tell me your heart don't ache like mine does? You mean tell me your heart don't ache? Really, truly, your heart doesn't ache for the transgression of what we see right before our very eyes on a daily basis? Maybe I spend too much time with God. I don't think you can ever spend too much with him. But I get this mind from this. I am for God. You can believe that. I've been a part of that wickedness. And I got stuff I got to purge still yet out of me every day. I hate anything, especially me, that is not like him. Because it's trying to keep me from it. But there rose up another generation who knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. Isn't that something? And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam. Isn't that something? They did evil and they forsook Elohim Yahweh. Isn't that something? They forsook the eternal. They forsook the Lord our God. And their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods. I'm going to prove it to you. Hmm? I'm going to prove it to you. Watch this. Anybody in here celebrate Christmas before? Anybody celebrate Christmas for? Come on, Misty, you ain't never celebrated Christmas? You have? Oh, yeah. Isn't that something? Celebrate Christmas. So we serve another God. Oh, because it's not taught in the Word. Anybody celebrate Easter before? So we serve another God then, didn't we? Isn't that something? Anybody read a horoscope before? So we serve another God, didn't it? Huh? Do we ever have any idols in our house? Let me define idols. Huh? Any angels, statues, trinkets, graven images. So we serve other gods. And not only do we serve them, we can put them in our house. And there's something. We even worship the other God too. Anybody ever been to church on Sunday? Huh. So, so we serve. Did God command any of this 
from us. Who does these? Heathens do. Is, am I telling the truth? Come on, Sister Martin, am I telling the truth? Heathens do. Gypsies, right? <laughs> she said, we are a nation of gypsies. <laughs> Did they serve other gods? Did we do it? They had gotten so bad that they was calling themselves serving the one true God, but didn't know that they were serving another God. So as it is with us today. Hmm? See what God has bought us from? See what he's bought us from? Isn't that something? And look what he says. Look, right, look at this. Look at this. And they forsook the Lord of God of their fathers, 12th verse, which brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods, of the gods of the people that were around about them and bowed themselves unto them. Hey, you ever, you ever came up to an altar and there was a cross back behind the pulpit and you bowed down? You said, well, I didn't bow down to, oh yeah, what else was back there then? Uh-oh. What's so holy about a tree? The Bible said, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. But because religion done made a cross a statue, yeah, man, a religious artifact, and not knowing that it was a curse because Christ became a curse for us and he redeemed us from the curse of the law by shedding his blood. Because without the shedding of blood, there's no remissions of sin. And the scripture said, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree and we don't turn a cursed thing into a blessed thing. When we should be worried about his blood that's going to cleanse us. Not make some damn idol out of a cross. Look at us looking. And then your dumb preacher said about lead you in the prayer. Especially you Catholics, boy. You ex-Catholics, boy. Y'all know about idolatry. Y'all know it. Y'all know about idolatry. Y'all know it. You can't even go into these in these temple of Aphrodite today without seeing some dead Buddha, dead statue of some saint or the whole land inundated with filth. But the Bible says they bowed themselves unto them and they provoked the Lord. You see the reason why God angry with us? Huh? And they forsook the Lord and they served Baal and Istrop. That's where your Easter come from. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel and he delivered them into the hands of the spoilers that spoiled them. See, we don't even know we spoiled. That's the reason why I talked to us about holiness. When we as heathens, we behave certain ways. That's why you sisters, you got to take all that damn makeup off your face because you learned that from the heathens. God, don't, God already told you how he want you to look. Forget about the way he told you how he want you to look. We bring the mess that we spoke been purging clean from over in the garden and think he going to accept that mess. Oh, Jezebel, the Bible says she clearly painted her face. And she seen a man of God come into town. She got up in a loft. And she's like, oh, oh. And say, man, what in the world is that? He said, I'll tell you what, throw out the window. Drag her filthy, vile body over to the dogs. And Jezebel became dog food. Where do you think we learned these behaviors? Is there a woman in here that's never wore makeup? Anyone? Anyone? See, so you all have. Now you're clean. Now you're clean. Now you're washed. God don't see as man see. Man look on the outside, God looks on the 
And you know what they say now? Well, God look on the heart. He don't look on the eyes. I say he can be out every way. Okay, good. Then you don't have no compunction about me wearing a dress then. See how silly we are? We're foolish. Silly women laden with sins. That's what the Bible says. Look at them looking at me. God said, I want you to be clean. We, we, we are the bride of Christ, preparing ourselves for the groom. He wants a pure, holy, without spot, wrinkle, blemish, any such thing. Sin in his eyes is adultery and fornication. Fornication. Fornication, that's what it is. Fornication. Sin is. Sin is! So we've been spoiled. And he sold them into the hands of their enemies round about so that they could no longer stand before the enemies. See, people can't even stand before the enemies no more. We only know who the enemy is. That's, how, that's why we can't stand before them. Well, you know, they're our friends now. Kissing cousins. I know we ain't wearing out the patience of the saints, are we? Whatsoever they went out of the land, the Lord was against them for evil. And the Lord had said, and as the Lord has sworn unto them, and they were greatly distressed. Have we not been greatly distressed? Have we not been greatly oppressed? Greatly depressed? Isn't that something? You know that there's a reward for wickedness? Yes, sir. Yeah, the Bible actually uses the word reward. Did you know that there's a payment of sin? The Bible said for the wages of sin. There's an actual payment you get for it. See, everybody's going to receive a payment. Everybody, just unjust, going to receive just recompense report, reward. We're all going to receive a payment. Yeah, right. There's a reward for wickedness. Yeah, there is. And there's a wage, a wages of, for sin. You get wages. Yeah, it's called death. That's the payment for it. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, who in the world, like I said, who in the world can tell this foolish generation anything today? I know you got it all figured out. You can even tell the preacher the way he needs to talk. You can tell him what he needs to understand too, can't you? You can tell the elders, now nah, your elders don't know nothing. Sit down, shut up, and let me instruct you. I lived in holiness. Let me tell you what it's about. Let me tell you my opinion and my feelings. See, everything I'm talking about, I got, you know, I got men in here that know this word. They date everything. Every, they know this word. They know this word. Just like the pastor does. They know it. They know it. They know it. Brothers, am I on point? Isn't that something? Right on point. Nevertheless, the Lord's raised up. Somebody say that word. The Lord raised up. Hey, y'all just met a judge. Y'all just met a Ain't y'all glad that y'all got a judge? Ain't you happy? Uh-oh. See, I keep telling you, there's something wrong with you. It really is. There's something wrong. It's some type of spiritual retardation or something that's going on. I'm seriously. You should be happy as a judge. You should be, I praise the Lord as a judge. Look at him looking. Judge is. Not only me. Yeah, we got brothers in here judges too. I don't want them to judge me. Okay, suppose you don't, I suppose you're living in such a way and in such a manner you don't put yourself in a position of judge then. At least that's what Cor, Dathan, and Biram did. They put themselves 
in the position of judge and then God didn't approve of it either. Hmm. Look what he says. Which delivered them out of the hands of those that sport. Look at it. Ever since y'all been coming here, you've been delivered out of the hands of them folks out there that are spoiling you. Just by hearing this word right here. You've been delivered from the hands of them. You know, this morning, Carol goes, Honey, what in the world is U.S. Treasury $250? I said, Man, I don't know. She said, You got $250 in your account. I said, Now, how in the world they do that? I said, Don't, don't use that mess. I didn't ask for it. She said, It's in there. And I said, well, We're going to find something about giving it back to them because I didn't ask for it. See, a lot of times we take that privilege as, you know, any, hey, let me tell you something. If the government do this with you, Amen. Uh, they got one hand back here. That's right. oh, yeah. yeah, they are too. Waiting to do this. Yeah. You better believe it. Yeah. I'm telling you something. Oh, what a blessing. Praise the Lord. I didn't ask for that. Because that blessing going to have some sorrow. I didn't ask for that mess. Well, how did, I said, and then something just pop up in your account. And we don't think they have no control. No rule. Uh-oh. Man, there must be something wrong with me. Must be something the way I think. I don't, I don't know. Somebody, well, I'll take it, Pastor. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. They're going to go out here, create fiat currency money out of thin air and they're going to give you what you call a $250 stimulus check and then for the next 8-10 years you're going to be paying $10,000 for that $250 just too dumb to know it Democrats ain't done you no good Republicans ain't done you no good ain't none of them done you the only only one that's ever done you any good is Jesus What did I say to you when that 200, you found out it was 250 and count this month? What did I say to you? Don't fool with that. I must be something wrong with me, isn't it? Something. Uh, at least I got the brother. Brother, but no, ain't nothing wrong with you, Pastor. No, I ain't. Anyway, let me read on. Let me read on. Where was I at? And yet they would not hearken unto their judge. They would not do what? That means they were not here, they were not obeyed, they were not listened, they were not considered, but instead they were insolent, arrogant. How am I doing with these words? Am I doing pretty good in context of these words, Lydia? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? You know, we got brothers around here that have no reason whatsoever to lie to you. I'm sorry for but guess what? There's a lot of things you may be told around here you may not even ever understand. But he said in his word, I and I will give you pastors according to mine heart. Who heart? Which shall feed who? You with knowledge and under. That means you don't tell me how to understand. I'm telling you how to understand. I've been where you are. Praise the Lord. And we go, well, I don't know about praising the Lord for that one now. I don't know about that now. 
I don't know about praying aloud for that one now, Pat. That that's, that's God's heart. That ain't my heart, your wicked, defiled heart. Why come you can't rejoice when I tell you that your heart's wicked and defiled? I mean, what, what's, what's the problem? I mean, what are you? You're supposed to be dead in your trespasses, dead in sin. I mean, why? You still, I know, hey, fish out of water. When he's still looking for breath, looking for water, what does he do? Kick, don't he? Flop, don't he? That's what we're doing. Still trying to remain alive. We're supposed to be dead in, dead in Christ. Crucified with Christ. Yet no longer I, but Christ that liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? How these words escape us, isn't it? Isn't it amazing how these words escape us? Amazing, isn't it? How can they escape you when they ain't never been in there? Man, should not live by bread alone, but by every word. Pastor, I just don't like the way you say it. I don't like the way you receive it. Now we got a dilemma. Because no matter how it's bought out to you, you still get to eat, don't you? So if I take a platter and go, you can say complain about I was delivered all day long. You can throw it away and walk away from it, but if you walk away from it, you're still going to be hungry. Because I'll tell you the truth, I learned about people, if you bought it up and did just like this, if they don't like it, what's the first thing you're going to say? I don't like that. I don't like okra. Then I write Misty. I don't like squash. Then I write Misty. I don't like turnip greens. Then I write Misty. Is all of them good for you? then you don't know nothing anyway then, do you? You don't know what's good for you. So somebody need to put it out in front of you and say, shut up and eat. What we've had, we've had them people serve the word to us with sweets, fat, and salt. Give me some more. Man, our flesh fat and our spirits soft and dead. You know, y'all should be saying, keep, keep preaching, Pat. Pat. Boy, we, we on a winning side today. But see, when you're in transgression, you ain't thinking about that. You think about, oh, Lord, oh, mercy me. Lord, woe is me. Anyway. And yet they would not hearken to the judges, but they went a whoring after other gods and bowed themselves unto them. They turned quickly out of the way which their fathers walked in, obeying in walked in obeying the commandments of the Lord, but they did not so. And when the Lord raised them up judges, then the Lord was with the who was the Lord with? The Lord was with the the Lord was with the. Who in here can say that the Lord is not with me? Who can say he's not with the brothers? Come on now. Who can say that the Lord's not? Then what's the problem? I'm sorry, but God still uses old-fashioned way, man. He got to send a man who, who live in the same old filth and mess that you are. He got to take him, slap him around, dust him off, clean him up, put him right before your very eyes. And say, this is the way, walk you here in it. Because if someone came back from the dead, you wouldn't hear. If Uncle Peter, who died 50 years ago, came back from the dead, you wouldn't hear. Him. 
No, he wouldn't. If Jesus himself came back here today, you would not hear him. Jesus said, they got the prophets, let them hear. They got the law, let them hear that. Uh-oh. See, we, we, we deceive ourselves thinking that if Jesus was here today, we walk right along with him. Really? Jesus said foxes have holes. Birds have nests. Son of man ain't got no place to lay his head. And the only ones that be required to walk with him would be the brothers. Uh-oh. Look, look, look. Sorry, folk. Jesus didn't have that equality junk. He just didn't go out there and, and lay out in the wilderness and had women and men both. No, sir. Oh, Lord, I'm mur- no, I tell you right now, I won't have no problem. If I can go out there and sleep in this man's world jungle and, and out there with the scorpion, snakes, flies, mosquitoes, and everything else, with no, with no tent, just under the tree, stinking for three weeks at a time, I won't have no problem. No problem. Married too? I hope you wouldn't have any problem. Well, see, right now we say, nah, I wouldn't have any problem. You know what? Air condition is never a problem until you ain't got it. <laughs> Living what all this time without it. You know what I mean? And then great tribulation comes. Won't be no air condition. Won't be no changes of apparel. Won't be no makeup. Won't be no jewelry. Won't be no smell good. No, I won't either. Gonna be running from dens to caves. We're gonna have to go and actually kick whatever in the cave out of the cave. So we can live. Oh, well, we just wait till that time. If you ain't preparing now, when that time comes, you, you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna go ahead and just give me the mark. Because I just can't, I'm too delicate to live like that now. God understands. That's why I had a person up here tell me. God understands if I receive the mark of the beast. I say, he does too. He understands you're going straight to hell. (laughs) Anyway, you know what? Y'all need to really check yourself. When the word comes like this and you despise it, remember, you never despise man. You think you do. Am I in the book? Yes, sir. You may think you despise man, but you never despise man. The Bible teaches you despise God. Uh-oh. Hey, I'm telling you, brothers, we better get this thing. Let me get this thing. Am I he that trouble Israel? No. Mm. And when the Lord raised them up judges, then the Lord was with the judge. He was with the who? The judge. And deliver them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For it repented, Lord, because of their groanings by reasons of them that oppressed them and vexed them. And it came to pass when the judge was dead that they returned and corrupted themselves more than their fathers. As soon as the man of God leaves, we corrupt ourselves. Soon as the judge leaves. And there are other people who don't have a voice. Be said to plan. Oh Lord, please don't let the judge leave. Because they don't want to walk in that mess. 
I'm sorry, but there are actually people here, whenever I leave the land and have to go out and minister, they be going, oh, please, God. Please, no, please. Please, we're your people. Please, please. Some of them, woo, can't wait till we get out of here, boy. Woo, I got plans. Wait till I do this. I got this to do. I got that to do. I can do this. I can do it. Oh, Lord, I'm mercy. That's in us. Some of us ain't got to wait to just leave. Behind every green tree. Uh-oh. See, we ain't no different, folk. I'm trying to tell you we can be, though. Because we have all this written before us. God ain't telling us because he wants us to be oppressed. No, he doesn't. He tells us because he wants to deliver us. I thank God I'm able to deliver a good, pure word for you, to help you out. I want you to be able to teach your children the ways of God. I do. I really do. So you can have his defense with you always. So you can have his peace with you always. All right, I'm almost done. And it came to pass when the judge was dead that they returned and corrupted themselves more than their fathers in following other gods to serve them and to bow down to them. They ceased not from doing from their own doings nor from their stubborn way. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel and he said because that this people have transgressed my covenant which I have commanded their fathers and have not hearkened unto my voice I also will not henceforth drive out any from before them of the nations which Joshua left when he died that through them I may prove Israel so God is using this world to prove us he ain't driving them out either y'all know they ain't going nowhere Used to be a time we went into a land to possess it. Everybody would just scatter and take off. And now more people move around. He do it for a reason. So he what? Prove Israel whether they will keep the way of the Lord to walk therein as their fathers did keep it or not. Therefore the Lord left those nations without driving them out hastily. Neither delivered he them into the hand of Joshua. Isn't that something? So here we are sitting up here around a bunch of mess, brothers and sisters. I'm going to finish on this passage of scripture, Titus 2.1. But speak thou of things that become a sound doctrine. Speak thou of things that become a sound doctrine. That the aged men may be sober, grave, temperate, faith, and sound in faith, in charity, and in patience. That the, so the aged men supposed to be temperate. The aged men supposed to be sober. The aged men supposed to be grave. Is that right? Sound in Faith, not foolishness, in charity, in love, is that right? And in patience. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. You know how God always put holiness talking about? He, he always uses the woman as the example of holiness. Always use the example. Why? Because that's the church. He always used the woman as an example of holiness. Not false accusers. That's one thing women can do well, isn't it? Accuse falsely, twist words, distort meanings, run their mouth. Kick, click, 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 kick, kick, kick. She, 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 she. He, 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 he. They, they, they. Them, 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 them. 
just run your miles, isn't it? There's so many admonishments in the Bible about women running their miles. Just shut up. Just shut your mouths. If you don't know this, then you don't know God's word. You don't know God's word, I can't even, hey, God can't help you, I can't help you. Not giving them much mind. Teachers of good things. You know what the, you know what the women out here teach their they little young daughters? Hmm? Hmm? First thing they do when they get old enough, they teach them how to put makeup on. Hmm? Child, go get your ear pierced. Hmm? Hmm? Wear these nice tight pants and go out there and get you a man. Look at them looking at me. Yeah, you do. Teach them to be just like them. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's what they're gonna. That's what. That's what the world teaches. If you don't believe me, when you watch the mother, watch the daughter. You don't believe, watch, watch them. Mother look dressed up like a Jezebel of a whore. The daughter's gonna fall in the same footsteps. And then you got mothers competing with daughters. They get old and they get jealous of their daughters. Look at them looking at me. Supposed to be teacher of good things, Israel. You see your daughter wearing something. Where, where you going with that mess? You put that mess off from you. You haven't been bought up that way. The hell is wrong with you? Where you get that mess from? Ah, isn't that right? Hmm. Come on. Do you ever have to look at Scott? Scott, what do you got on? You ain't never got to look at him and do that. Huh? Well, Carol does. Carol said, you take that mess off. It's too tight. Ah. No, no, I'm talking about, do you ever see her have something on? She go, uh-uh, you take that mess off. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because if she's wearing something tight like that, the only reason why you wouldn't tell her is because you won't wear it. Amen. Am I telling the truth? Huh. I know that's one thing Chuck and I got in common. Mm-hmm. We like wearing loose shirts. And sometimes I get a shirt that gets a little bit. I got all kind of monitors on me. Sister Carol monitors. See, that shirt's too tight. That shirt's too tight. And I go, take it off, throw it away. Here, Chuck go, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And I tell her, I say, if this thing is too tight, you know what I mean? Because now they're they making clothing and garments now. That it feels good, and it don't feel like, you know, clothes used to, when you could tell when it's tight. That's why I like this. I can move. One reason I like, I like wearing these, because I know I'm a man, and I don't want to put a silhouette up here that may challenge the women's minds in any way. That's the reason why I keep wearing these things over and over again. So if you see me wearing the black or the blue one or the green one and then or the brown one and look at Pastor. This time you're gonna wear the brown one. This time gonna be the blue one. This time gonna be the green one. This got it. I do it for a reason. I don't want I want to be up here preaching God's word and you sitting up here looking at look how big Pastor Ham is. Look how fat his gut is. Look how big his chest is. I want to present no mess like that. 
Now, I don't want the men to be sitting up there, why is pastor wearing something like that? Huh? I don't, why is pastor wearing something? I don't want my wife to see nothing no mess like that. Look at him looking at me. So I do those things on purpose. And I told Carol the other day, I said, we need to go down and buy a couple of bolts of garments, get, get Vicky busy. In the right to the Vicky. Mm-hmm. Get these sisters busy. You don't you know so? Get them busy so they can learn how to make, because we got brothers that want to wear it. They look at past. That sure is not, man, I sure would like to have some. I don't mind them having. I was looking at Fox News the other day, and I said, Fox News. They check it out. Fox News. Mm-hmm. Fox News. Isn't what a name, huh? And I said, and I was looking at it, and I said, now watch this. I said, come here, Carol. I said, look at this woman. This woman right here says that she is a mother of three. I said, look at her. She's a news anchor, and she's sitting in a bar because that's where they're videoing from. She has on this tight shirt that accentuates her breast. She has a mini skirt on up to here with her legs crossed on. And I said, now look at this. Look at her, and then look at this man. This man got a suit on, covered from here. Here, all the way down to here. And I said, now this is, now look, she says she is a mother of three. Can you imagine that? She looks like a street whore. Look like a whore. And I promise you, I, ask my wife, we, we was not even saved. And I would ask her, I'd say, why are you wearing that stuff? I said, you can't be wearing it for me because... I'm not going to see you all day. Did I used to talk like that? Yep. Isn't that something? And, of course, she's saying, you know, I'm a professional job. Just want to look good. You know, yeah, okay, look good, huh? And because she wanted to look good, you wouldn't believe how many fights and stuff I had to get into because she wanted to. It ain't drawn. Hey, come on. They won't. Come on. If you look like God, you won't be drawing the men of the world. Oh, oh, oh. she's pregnant with Chuck. In a mall, setting up, you know how the malls, they got these open doors. Pregnant with Chuck in the mall and um, pregnant. Guy couldn't see she pregnant and this guy comes walking up. Getting all close to her and Carol's just kind of looking, you know what I mean? She moves over here and I'm sitting up here watching this for a minute. I'm watching this and, and boy, all of a sudden after about, it took every bit of two seconds. I went off, boy, that whole mall got turned upside down. <laughs> and, and so now I can look back and go you know if she wasn't dressed like that then I wouldn't have to worry about nothing like that would I? she wouldn't have to worry about being raising her children without a father am I right I've had to knock some dust off these just because of that and of course the women with their perverse minds of today will say, well, you shouldn't be looking. Then what you got them on display for then? If you don't want nobody to look, fool. And then up pops on the internet, I said, they call that blue jeans. I said, man, used to be that women would wear, men wear blue jeans way down here because they can't fit over their gut. Women Waistline was at the navel. Is that right? Yeah. Am I talking right now? Yeah. Women were, these things were cut way down. I said, boy, 
And then the men are now up closer to the neighbor. Mm. How, how can you be holy when ain't nobody going to tell you how? Because you ain't going to volunteer for all. I promise you ain't. See, the one reason why I keep talking about it, because I know after I get finished, the Holy Spirit still going to beat the fire out of you. Uh-oh. Especially how Mother Stalin stay on some of you sisters around here wearing these little skirts and stuff and showing your little panty lines. Look at them looking at me. We got men around here. It'll be seeing your body. Why would you want to put yourself in a position to challenge them anyway? I know what your crazy, distorted mind is. They ought not look. And I tell you, man, I, I'm pretty bold about some stuff like it. Carol said, y'all not do that. You ought not do it. I said, I'm doing it. I never understood how these little skinny women have breasts this big. And then they, they got them dropped down like this. I just go look. <laughs> well, you, I wish they had nerve tell me what, ask me what I'm looking at. That's why you got them on display. Don't you want me to look at your titty, don't you? So stupid. Come here, Sister Carol. It ain't like I ain't never seen none before. She got plenty up here for me. So watching somebody else, they ain't gonna trouble me one bit. It's just foolish that you women sit up there and try to dress in such a way to show your cleavage and mess like you supposed to be holy. See your saggy titties. Augmented titties. It's a shame. It's a dishonor and a disgrace. See, we can't even tell you that you're snared because we've learned the way of the heathen so much they become part of our fabric. What we wear and dress, it's on our mind. Mind need to be transformed. That they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands. Which one of you older women can teach the younger women to love their husbands? Huh? Which one? Come on. Which one of y'all? You can volunteer to teach. Good. So that means you can teach the young women how to love their husbands then, right? Huh? Any of you young women want to know how to love your husbands? I mean, really, truly love them? Huh? Then, then our older women got some instruction for you then. And we got some widows in here that love their husbands. Yeah, they did too. Yes, sir. They can teach you. Now, whether you want to hear it or not is another story. Because to love your husband, you have to obey. Ain't that right, mama? You have to obey, ain't that right? You have to submit, don't you? You have to submit to him as unto the Lord. Obey. Man, I ain't obey. <laughs> obey. <laughs> can you obey him? Can you obey care? Can you, you sure you can obey him? Are you sure? Huh? I'm going to tell you right now, you ain't got no choice. You get married to him, you ain't going to have no choice because he ain't going to put up with that mess. I can tell you that right now. I try to tell you. I'm telling you about this, this little, mm, uh -huh, that ain't going to happen. It may try to happen. Hang on a bit. Oh, isn't that nice to know, though? You don't even want to be that way, do you? See, that's something. Some of the people go, well, Pastor Dad, yeah. I like to knock your neck off. All I'm trying to do is teach you the way of holiness. You ain't got to worry about me telling you nothing wrong. I won't tell you nothing wrong. 
I must rather go jump off a bridge onto a concrete floor, onto a concrete overpass and get ran over by a semi-truck than to tell you something wrong. Might as well go that way because hell going to be a whole lot worse off. See what we doing? We working on him, try to teach him how to love. Because he don't know how to love. He's learning how to love. Isn't that right? He's learning. He's learning how to love. And I've been in love all this time and I'm still learning. Look at him, son. Most Stallings, you're 80. How old are you, 81? 80 years old. You know what? After you pass on, there ain't going to be no more preachers coming behind me. Because they're all afraid of the people. They're afraid of these women with these stone faces. I, yeah, I'm telling you, boy. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. Man, I'll hit butt you right in your nose. Pow! Jezebel rise up. Get down, man of God. Get down. I wish some woman would stare me down. Now, you hear me talking, you think that I, that, I, that I hate women. Do I, sisters, do I hate y'all? You know something? Do I not respect you? Do I not honor y'all? I mean, we actually got, our, our brothers actually do the old-fashioned thing. They actually hold the door open for women when they come in. That's a lost art. Some of them. Some of them want to jump on a bandwagon because we here. Some of them, man, thank you for holding the door for me. Sad, isn't it? To love their children. To be discreet. How many of you women are discreet? Hmm? Look at them. Look at them. Chase keepers at home. Ah, look at that. Told you we learned the way to eat so much. Won't you know? Look at this. Obedient to their own husbands. That if any obey not the word of God, that the word of God be not blasphemed. So you be obedient to your own husband, the word of God be not blasphemed. Oh yeah, I'm going to hit something too. You may be married, but the Bible still tell you to obey them that have the rule over you. The key word is them that have the rule. And I also tell you this. Hmm? In this world, you may have many masters, but only have one, one instructor. Uh oh. I say something wrong. In other words, you can hear what other people say, man, but you don't want to submit to all this mess that people putting down now. That's why it says, know them that labor among you. If you don't know me right now, you'll never know me. You'll never, ever know. You don't know the brothers, you don't, you'll never know them. Never know them. Never know them. I had Brother Doug tell me about uh, a brother, a deacon. Now, he used to be a deacon here. Came up to him and said, brother, you working too hard. You working so hard, you making us work hard. So Brother Doug said, man, oh, man, what in the world? Am I doing something wrong? I, so you went to Deacon Gaston. Say Deacon Gaston. 
He said, man, I got these brothers telling me I'm working too hard. Am I doing something wrong? I mean, what's going on? Deacon guess, nah, brother, you ain't working too hard. I just said, oh, lazy spirit. Amen. And I said, can you imagine that? I had deacons like that. Actually, supposed to be for me, pulling against me. One thing I do thank God for is the ministry of deliverance, though. Because, boy, that sure did open up a doorway of understanding. We needed it, too. We needed it. We need it. Well, anyway, we was kind of long, but that's okay. It's all good. We learned something. At least I hope we did. Amen. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Especially they who labor in the word of doctrine. For the scripture says, thou shalt not muzzle the ox that tread out the corn for the labor is worthy of his reward. Don't muzzle my come on, don't muzzle my mouth. Don't muzzle my mouth. Don't see a lot of you see you don't live here. So you don't know what it means to be muzzled. See, I'm not muzzled, but you don't know what it means to be used to hearing the good word of God all the time and then go three to six months and don't hear nothing. First thing going in your mind is going, what's going on? And then they get to praying, Lord, get pastor to tell us something. Uh, y'all ain't never done that? Lord, get past and talk to us. Tell us something, Lord. And some of you, man, I don't even want to hear him. Believe it or not, I can actually go, I can go, believe it or not, I can go the rest of my days without preaching another word. I mean, what good is he doing anyway? Who's listening? And who's obeying? I'm sorry, folk, but y'all just met a young holiness preacher that ain't cutting no corners. I ain't playing no games. I'm trying to make sure that the people of God that are associated with me because on my watch, we're going to get to the kingdom. The rest of the folk can go to hell. We're going to the king. If I got anything to do with it and I do got something to do with it, we are going to the kingdom of God. We're going. Yeah, we are. You better believe it. Amen. We're going. You can believe that. We bless the name of Jesus. We hope that you encourage somehow. Don't worry about it. You got offended good. You need to be doing something because you ain't doing nothing else. How about that? Hmm. Wonderful, isn't it? Anyway, next Sabbath, hope to be the Father's will. We'll be picking back up on deliverance. We got some knowledge we need to learn about deliverance. Some more knowledge, especially spiritual warfare. We got to get really back into this because it's needed even more so. I called them people. I called them people, Marley. Got the answer machine? I ain't heard nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, the one, Robert. You ain't got to worry about me. I'm not the one that's going to send you to hell. I'm trying to help deliver our soul from hell. But you see that scripture on the back wall up, behind, up right up under the clock? You ought to get, get that scripture and highlight in your Bible and read it all the time until it becomes part of your nature. Father, we thank you for your words of truth. We pray only that these sins will sink deep down in our hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. We do glorify your name and thank you for your words of truth. I personally would like to say, Father, that I thank you for your correction, your instruction, your admonishments, your reproofs, your exhortations. I do. I really, really, truly do because we need to hear this again 
and again and again and again. They need to sink down into our hard heads. Have mercy on us continually. Be merciful to us. Deliver us your words of truth. I pray, Father, not only for the people here, for myself, that that you don't dry up this well, this word, from our ears. We need to hear it, Father. Give us a teachable spirit so that we can also teach. We bless you for all things. We thank you for this beautiful Sabbath day. Encourage the people's hearts. Mend them. Help them love you even more. So show them, Father, through the Holy Spirit, your ways. That they'll have a love affair with you and fall in love with you. I bless you for all things. Thank you for your words of truth, your deliverance. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Bless y'all. You have a beautiful Sabbath. Good to see y'all.